y'all, it's Caroline, and this is the Truth Talks Podcast, where we believe that God's Word has the ultimate authority, and that freedom is found in truth. So let's dive into it. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Truth Talks Podcast. My name is Caroline, and I'm so glad that you've decided to tune into this episode. I hope that your day is going amazing, I hope that your week is going so well, and I'm just so happy that you're here. Today we are talking about how the Bible is not about you and it's not about me and how it's so crucial that we understand this. And this podcast episode might ruffle some feathers, but what if I told you that you're if you're reading the Bible primarily to see how you can apply it to your life and what it has to do with you, then you're reading it wrong. And although application is a big part of reading the Bible, that it's not the primary reason for the Bible or for reading the Bible. And so why is it so important that we get this concept that the Bible isn't about us? Um, one, because if we we don't really understand why the Bible was written or the, the main purpose for which the Bible was written, then we miss the point of Scripture. And we pull things out of the scriptures that were never really there in the first place. Um, We take them out of context. Two, we have an inadequate view of who God is and who we are in relationship to him. Three, the mindset and approach of the Bible is about me. That mindset and approach to the scriptures and to our faith harm us. And four, if the Bible is about us, then faith only becomes what God can do for us. And so today we are going to dive into those um, a little bit more. But first, what is the Bible about? Okay, the Bible's not about us. What is the Bible about? The Bible exists to bring glory to God by revealing to us the character and nature of God. That is the Bible's primary reason for existing. That is the primary purpose of the Bible, and that's what the Bible is primarily about. It is about the character and nature of God. And and through what we've been taught, and because we are by nature self-centered and selfish glory thieves, we have come to believe that the Bible is about us. And even more than that, we've come to believe that the primary point of the Bible is to teach us to follow Jesus, how to follow Jesus better, or that it's just to tell us how much God loves us. And and are those reasons for the Bible? Yes. Does the Bible lay out commandments that we are called to obey? Absolutely. Does the Bible teach us um, how to follow Jesus? Yes. Does the Bible tell us how much God loves us? Yes. But those are all secondary to the fact that the Bible is about the glory of God. It is about the character and nature of God. And it is important that we get that because if not, our faith is all about us, life is all about us, and again, we miss the point of scripture. And we go through our whole lives with a watered-down, lukewarm version of scripture because we've come to believe that scripture is all about us and how it applies to our lives, and we remove God from the center of the universe because he too becomes just another thing that exists for us. So if you read the Bible approaching it with the mindset as of what does this passage have to do with me? How can I apply this passage to my life? Where am I in this story? You're reading it wrong. You're missing the point. We should be reading it first as, okay, how does this point to Jesus? What does this tell me about the character and nature of God? Not what does this have to say about me? 
Now, am I saying get rid of application? No, not at all. The Bible is authoritative and application is important. Jesus says in John 14, 15, that if you love me, you will obey my commands. And in James 1, 22, it says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So application, yes, is really important. We do have to follow what the scriptures say. All I'm saying is that learning application is secondary to learning of the character, nature, and glory of God. And so when I say that we, if we read it with this, the Bible is about me mindset, we miss the point of scripture. What do I mean by that? Well, if we don't understand why the Bible was written, then we easily take things out of context. And when we do that, we miss the point of what scripture was trying to say. The Bible is for you, but it is not about you. It is for you to learn from. It is for you to learn of God's love for you. It is for you to learn how to follow Jesus more closely. It is for you to learn how to apply the truth and wisdom to your life. But the Bible is not about you. And we constantly try to insert ourselves into the story of scripture. But here's the thing. Scripture should never point back to you. It always points to Jesus. The entire Bible points to Jesus. Now, will Scripture reference us? Yes. Read the word sinner. There you are. Or read the word redeemed, forgiven, loved, child of God. There you are. So yes, the Bible does reference us, but it's not about us and it should never point back to us it always points to jesus and so if we're reading scripture of where am i in this story how can i apply this to my life how is this about me you're reading it wrong and like i said we constantly try to insert ourselves into the story of scripture it's like for example um the story of david and goliath and so if we read the story of david and goliath of where do I fit into this story and how do I apply this to my life and who am I in this story and how is it about me? Well, we think, okay, like I'm, I'm David in the story and, and my problems are, are going to be the giants that I face. So Goliath is my problems and I'm David and I just, oh man, if I just have, you know, enough faith, I can defeat my problems. And so we, <laughs> we take this story and we're like, okay, like have faith and trust in the Lord and you can defeat your problems. And we've completely missed the point of the story of David and Goliath. You are not David, and Goliath is not your problems. If we're going to make parallels here in the story, Jesus is David. Jesus is the greater David. He, it tells us that in Hebrews. So Jesus is the greater David. Goliath is sin and death. And we're the Israelites over there crouching and crying, hiding from the battle. That story is a picture of salvation, of how Jesus defeats sin and death, and therefore claims victory over it for us, allowing us to walk in that freedom. And so it's actually a picture of the gospel. And from that story, can we learn to trust in God even when we face problems in life? Yes, yeah, I mean, yes, you can learn that from it. But, but the main point is, man, how do we see Jesus in this story? And you see the gospel in the story of David and Goliath, we are not David because we like we like to make ourselves the hero. And so when we insert ourselves into the story, we think that we're David, but we're not. We're the Israelites crouching down, hiding from the battle. But I think we do this a lot is like we read the Old Testament stories as if they're fables, as if they are nice stories that we're just supposed to learn a lesson from. 
But y'all, like I said, the whole Bible points to Jesus. Therefore, the entire Old Testament points to Jesus. You can read Hebrews. It tells you that Jesus is the greater David. Jesus is the greater Moses. You can read all of the prophecies and all of them point to Jesus. And I hear so many people say, why would, why do we read the Old Testament? What's the point? To learn the character and nature of God. That's the point. What's the point of reading the New Testament? To learn the character and nature of God. And people are like, yeah, but man, I just love learning about Jesus. I just love, um, you know, sitting there and learning about Jesus. Okay, do you know how much you of Jesus you are missing out on when you do not read the Old Testament? The entire Old Testament points to the gospel. It points to his coming. Again, like the example I said with David and Goliath. Or you can look at the story of Exodus where Moses sets the Israelites free from Egyptian captivity and leads them to the promised land to enter God's rest. Again, another picture of salvation. Who is Jesus in this story? Moses. And he comes and he sets the captives free, which is us. And, he, and because of that, he leads us to enter God's rest. Or you could read the story of Jonah. And if you're reading it through the lens of, okay, how can I apply this to my life? You might be like, okay, well, Jonah didn't want to obey God, so he ran away. So I need to obey God. Okay, is that, a, is that true of the Bible? Yes, we do need to obey God. But the point of the story of Jonah was actually a picture of the gospel. It was to point to Jesus. Jesus even says that in Matthew, that one of the signs of his coming was Jonah. Think about it. Jonah is on this ship with a bunch of sailors and then all of a sudden the storms and the winds and the wave come and to appease the wrath of the storm they throw Jonah overboard. Jonah gets swallowed by a whale, stays in there three days, and then on the third day comes out of the belly of the well. If Jesus is Jonah in this story, the winds and the waves and the storm, that's the wrath of God. To appease the wrath of God instead of every, all of humanity dying for it, Jesus takes our place, he goes overboard, he dies on the cross, takes on the wrath of God, lays in the tomb for three days, and on the third day he rises again. Or you can take the story of Ruth, for example. I think we we read Ruth, and if you're, you know, a girl, you probably associate yourself with Ruth, and you're like, okay, Ruth is really loyal and faithful, and Ruth tells Naomi, where you go, I will go, where you stay, I will stay, and then she's just hardworking, and she's loyal, and then she finds a godly man like Boaz, and okay, that's what we need to do in our lives, where the guy probably reads the story, and he's like, okay, I need to be a godly man like Boaz. Are these great lessons that we can learn from the story of Ruth? Yes, but the problem is, is that we're trying to emulate these Bible characters when being reminded of Jesus and the gospel will do so much more for the renewing of our minds. Because if you read Ruth, and I would encourage you to go back, read Ruth. It is the entire book of Ruth is the story of salvation. Ruth is a foreigner. She's a Moabite. She's basically kind of um, excommunicated from the Jewish culture. But then Boaz, in his kindness and mercy, invites her in, makes her his servant, and then marries her. And that sounds an awful like a lot, an awful lot like what Christ does for us, is that he invites the foreigner in to dwell with him. And are we not the bride of Christ? And so, y'all, the entire Old Testament points to Jesus. And not only that, is that if we read these scriptures saying, okay, who is God in this story? What is this scripture telling me of his character and his nature? 
that would do so much more for the renewing of our minds and so much more for the transformation of our heart than sitting here saying, okay, what does this have to do with me? Application is secondary to learning of God's character and nature. Now, why do we do this? Why do we approach scripture like it's all about application and what it has to do with us? Because I still fall into this trap all the time. And I think one of the reasons is because we don't have an adequate view of who God is and who we are in relation to him. Like, we don't understand just how big God is and how small we are. God is not the side character in the story of your life. He is life itself, the author and sustainer of it. James 4.14 tells us that our life is but a mist, a vapor in the wind. We are a speck of dust in relation to the infinite cosmere that God breathed into existence. And I think sometimes we think that God's entire existence revolves around the world that he created. We are not the only thing that he is concerned with. And and here's the problem, y'all. If we read the Bible as if it's about us, then God exists for us. If the Bible's about us, then God exists for us. God does not exist for you. You exist to glorify him. And so how does this mindset of the Bible being about us harm us? Here's the thing. What do we need most? What we need the most is to know him. So thank God he has given us thousands of pages in a book called the Bible that tell us all about him. And here's, here's the other thing. The solution to your sin problem, the solution to your worries, to your stress, whatever it is, is not to open up the Bible and see what it has to do with you. The solution is Jesus. So thank God that the entire scripture points to him. And the last thing is that if you read the Bible as if it's all about you, faith becomes what you can get from it. Your relationship with God becomes what you can get from it. If the Bible's about you, then the Bible exists to serve you, which then therefore means that God exists to serve you. So, how should we approach reading the Bible? Because man, do I still struggle with this. We should first approach it through the lens of who is God in this? What does this tell me of his character? What does this tell me of his nature? And then secondly, man, how does this point to Jesus? What what does this have to do with Jesus? And then lastly, the application of praying that the Holy Spirit would change your heart to look more like Jesus. So again, I'm not saying application's out the window. Application is necessary. But we read the Bible as though application is the only thing that's necessary. And it's just not true because it's not the point of the Bible. It's not a, the Bible is not handed to you as a manual of how to live life better. It's handed to you as a manual of, hey, this is who I am. And because Jesus died on the cross, paid the price for our sins, rose again on the third day, ascended into heaven, and the Holy Spirit has entered our hearts, the Holy Spirit has opened our eyes to see and take in just a fraction of the glory of God, just a fraction of the goodness of his character. And when we fix our eyes on that, instead of how can I be better? How can I, 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 
when we fix our eyes on Jesus and what he's done and on the gospel and on his character, man, that, that's the point of the Bible. That's God's gift to us is, hey, you get to know me. Because the Holy Spirit has opened your eyes to truth, here, you get to know me. You need help? Know me. You're lonely? Know me. You feel unlovable and unforgivable? Know me. You're stuck in a cycle of sin and you feel like you can't get out? Know me. You're anxious about what your future holds? Know me. And it is through knowing who God is and getting just a glimpse of who he is that our heart becomes transformed. That's how we have heart change. We don't just all of a sudden decide, okay, I'm going to do really good and I'm going to apply this little lesson to my life and I'm going to be better. Y'all, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And you need the Holy Spirit to step in and change your heart. You need to be praying that the Holy Spirit applies that scripture to your heart because you can't do it yourself. And intimacy with the Lord and heart change comes through knowing him. So thank God he has given us a book that tells us of who he is. One last thing before we wrap up is I also think we sometimes think prayer is about us. No, it's not. I think we've gotten in this too routine of thinking that quiet time equals me time. We read the Bible, it's about me and what I can get from it. When we pray, it's about me and what I can get from it. Y'all, can we come before the Lord and ask things of Him and tell Him our worries, tell Him our, our struggles, come to Him and be honest with Him with what we're going through and ask Him for things? Yes, First Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. And so, yes, you can go before the Lord, ask Him for things. Man, tell him of, of your worries. Tell him of your cares. But y'all, when, when was the last time that you thanked him for more things than you asked him for? When was the last time that you just sat still in his presence? When was the last time that you praised him for who he was? And you made that, that prayer, that time in prayer about growing closer to him through knowing more of who he is more than you made it about what you can get from prayer. And and here's just a thought I want to leave you with. Is what if the time we spent with the Lord, whether that be reading the word, whether it be time in prayer, what if that sectioned out time we spent with the Lord during the day looked more like worship than an agenda? I don't know, man. Like, Maybe, maybe our lives would be radically transformed. And my prayer for myself and all of you is that we would seek to know him through the pages of scripture more than we would seek to see ourselves in the pages of scripture. Alright, that's all that I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Just a reminder, all of the verses that were used in this podcast episode will be listed below. Um, everything I say, I want to be rooted in truth. Everything I say, I want to be firmly um, standing upon scripture. 
and I want y'all to be able to check where I'm coming from. So all of those verses will be listed in the episode, I guess, description, details, whatever it's called. Also, if you want to make sure that you never miss updates for the podcast, um, that you're able to submit questions for the podcast Q&A, make sure you follow along on Instagram at caroline.adrian. All right, y'all. Y'all have a great week. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope to see you back next week. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to the Truth Talks podcast. My prayer is that we would be a people whose lives are rooted in the truth of Scripture. Make sure you share, subscribe, and repost the podcast so that we can continue to grow our community and be a generation that walks in truth and lives in love.